You've all noticed that the days are getting uh, darker in the morning and the evenings. And our liturgical calendar is slowly coming to an end. So the readings reflect the end, uh, what is coming. In that gospel, we heard that there were people who were admiring the, the costly stones on the temple. And Jesus, seeing this, again, always a teacher, always reminding us, giving us words of caution and love, saying, basically, all material things will be thrown down. Everything that you see now that's built, because there's a lot of beautiful things in the world, but it's all going to fade. It will all be thrown down. So do not get too attached to the things of this world. I'm sure you all, you all know people who that is their entire focus. That is the main focus of our culture. But it must not be that for us. Jesus is reminding us of that in these readings. Reminding us that we must persevere. To be faithful. Then we will be okay. Again, words of comfort from Jesus. Saying it's going to be all right. Just trust me, I know what I'm doing. So does my father. And he's giving us words of caution. For example, recently uh, I heard a, a comedian who was uh, speaking. And this particular comedian I, I was interested in because he, he uh, says in his comedy act that he was uh, born a Catholic. A raised Catholic. In fact, he was an altar server for a while. Back when uh, the altar servers had to know Latin. And, uh, and so he, uh, he said these words. And I, I wonder what you, how you would answer him. What would you say to him if he asked you what you thought about these words? This is part of his act. And he says, you know, religion, I don't have no use for religion. It's it's a sham, it's a scam. Because this is what they want you to believe, he said. They want you to believe that there's an invisible guy who runs everything and you have 10 rules that he's given you. And if you break one of these rules, he's going to send you to eternal death, torment in hell. But God loves you. And he also wants a lot of money. Now, the reason I bring that up is because my assumption is that you, you can see through that. Because this is a perfect example of a lot of half-truths. Is God invisible? Well, yes. But he's more than that. You see? But our youth... And our young adults don't see it that way because the crowd that was there was a lot of young adults and they're clapping and laughing. That is what the culture is really saying to them. It's in a, it seeped into a culture in the movies and the, with the reading, shows, entertainment, music. Because I'm assuming that you understand a half-truth. A half-truth. Part of it's true. The other part is is not. But most people 
if I, this is a half-truth here. You don't know which part is true, which one part is not. Okay. And that's why I'm concerned. Maybe you heard, I've heard this, this particular statement very many, uh, many times. A lot of our children, Catholic students, lose their faith when they are in college. You can see why. How could you respond to that, to that comedian? One good thing is to never let go of what the greatest, what I consider the greatest news that we have been given in our world and in our lives. And we must say, we must affirm this at every chance that we get to people who are doubting, who do not understand these lies and half-truths. And that is, God is love. God is love. And we don't have to understand it. In fact, when he says, when he, somebody pushes up against the wall and basically is trying to get us to not believe, to doubt our faith, he's basically saying, don't be defensive. Was Jesus defensive when he was standing before Pilate? He didn't say anything. Why? Don't try to convince people. That's the Lord's job. But you must be witnesses. We're all called to be witnesses to our faith. And it's okay to say, I don't understand it all. God is mysterious. But I believe that God is love. And, as we heard in the, in the psalm, I believe that God will rule with justice. Okay? What can they say about that? What can they say? That's what Jesus is saying. Don't be afraid. Don't be concerned. You don't have to be a brilliant theologian in order to defend your faith. Just say, I believe And I'm not going to turn. I don't understand it all, but I have faith that God is a God of love. That God is not only a God of justice, but we have a God of mercy. So when I have to stand, like we all have to stand before God, I'm not going to say, Lord, I want justice. No, I'm going to say, Lord, I want mercy. Give me mercy, because I know you are a God of mercy. So these uh, last weeks of uh, of the liturgical year is dealing in scriptures of the last four things, the four last things. People find it hard and difficult to talk about, but we as disciples of the Lord must be prepared to give a good witness with our faith. The four last things, heaven, hell, Death and judgment, things people don't like to talk about. And the reason is because a lot of them don't understand what's, what's going on there. A lot of people are not afraid of uh, as much of, of, of uh, death as they are of judgment. What's going to happen? But we must carry with us and inspire others that God is love. And somebody said recently, God does, it, does his best work when things appear hopeless. If you look through the history of the church, you'll see that. There are many stories of people who, just because they remained faithful and they persevered, they were not, they were not to be turned from their beliefs. Then you have to provide all kinds of evidence. He just said, I believe. 
The saints can help us a lot here too, what words that they've said, because they put very simple, profound things in very simple ways. St. John of the Cross said, in the autumn of life, we will be judged on how much we have loved each other. That's what we should be concerned about. What we should be about, the ideal is, where should be inspired, for example, after this mass to say, okay, now, that's the main purpose. How can I love people better than I have been doing this last week? What can I do? Especially for married couples. And say, how can I outdo, how can I, I, how can I outdo my wife or my husband in loving that person? That's the main thing that the Lord is looking for. God is love and wants us to be the, like that as well. So theologians uh, and, and uh, spiritual writers have, have written because a lot of people are wondering, what, okay, after I die, uh, what's going to happen? Am I going to go to heaven, hell? Or that word, purgatory. This is, what they, uh, this is a compilation of what they have said. The light of God I'm putting two, uh, two uh, uh, thoughts here. One theologian is saying light. Another one is a spiritual writer saying love. So you can say light and love are the same thing. Okay? So I'll say the light, love of God will expose all that is impure and selfish inside of us and the ways we have hurt others in our selfishness, even as it exposes the opposite, namely, all that is selfless and pure inside of us. So I'm giving you an image of God there that we need to carry with us. We are reminded, make sure that when you look at another person, you, you strive to look for the best in them. Not what is worst, which is sometimes the slippery slope that we slip down. And we make a habit of that. I know I did that for a long time. It's hard, but it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual habit that we must work on. That's what we need. Is this saying that when we die, we're going to feel all the pain and hurt that we caused other people? Could be. There has to be a reckoning of some kind. Purgatory means to purge, to purify. And there are some theologians that believe that some of the purification will take place here. Why is purification so important? Because the church takes uh, revelations uh, very, very seriously when it says nothing impure will enter into heaven. Okay. That's reflected in every Mass, at the beginning of Mass, when we say, let us purify ourselves, let us recall our sins. To receive communion, we must be purified. To get into heaven, we must be purified. That's why we have these rituals. St. Uh, Faustina Kowalska she wasn't really well educated. She was a nun, but the Lord spoke to her. You have the painting that she had 
an artist make of Jesus. Jesus that you have in the, in the vestibule there. It says, Jesus, I trust in you. That's a great mantra to carry with us. Whenever you're in trouble, whenever you don't understand something, just say that. That's enough, I think. Jesus, I trust in you. I don't understand it all. But Jesus, I trust in you that your hand is here. Another saint, Teresa of Lisieux, used to ask God for forgiveness with these words. She would say, Oh my Lord God, punish me with a kiss, she would say. So she understood what those theologians just said. Sure, the Lord disciplines those that the Lord loves. But she understood that God is a God of love and it's consistent in that love. Somebody once asked St. Padre Pio, are there many people who are going to hell? And his response was, God the Father will do everything in his almighty power to keep you from going there. And so I add to that, if you're there, it's your choice, not God's. Teresa of you understood what Judgment Day was about. The light of God that you talk about, people talk about when they, when they die and they see this light. See that also as the love of God. I think that's helpful. Saint, the great Saint Benedict would say these words. If you, uh, every time I saw a statue of him, I, it was always, there was always a skull at his feet. And I asked somebody, what do, why is there always a skull? What does that mean? It comes from a line that Benedict would always remind his, his fellow monks. See, St. Benedict, I bring him up because that's one guy, one guy who transformed all of Europe. And he would say, keep death always before you. Because death adds weight to life. So be prepared. That's what Jesus is saying. All this is going to be thrown down. Everything's going to be gone. It's going to be you standing before Almighty God. And thank God we have a God of love and mercy. We will be punished by a kiss. By being loved in a way that will make us painfully aware of the sin that is within us. We all have to deal with that, either in this world or the next. That's what purgatory addresses. St. Faustine also uh, uh, said, God does not want purgatory, but justice demands it. Think about that. There's an uneducated nun saying something so profound. I want to end with uh, the words of uh, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who's considered an existentialist. Uh, I became interested in him when I was a young boy because uh, I didn't go to Catholic school, but uh, I went to public school and it was named Emerson after him. Anyway, he said these words. He said, the best way to spend your life is to spend it on something that will outlast your life. 